You are listening to the Invitation Church podcast. To learn more about Invitation Church, visit us online at invitation605.com. You can also download our app on iTunes and Google Play by searching for Invitation 605. Well, we are uh, this week kicking off our Advent series, and we have a a couple weeks together uh, to kind of walk through the Christmas celebration. And so we have uh, this Sunday and then next Sunday and then the 19th of December, we do our Christmas EVVVVV service. And so if you're kind of new around invitation, you're like, what in the world is this place? Um, But we don't have access to this space on Christmas Eve. And so what we've done the last several years is the Sunday night before Christmas, uh, we do a Christmas Eve gathering in this uh, place. So don't tell yourself it's not Christmas Eve because it's really Christmas Eve. So uh, we'll do that at five o'clock Sunday night, uh, the 19th. And it's just really an opportunity for us to come around uh, this idea of God with us, Emmanuel. And we're going to do something just a little bit different um, during this series. I'm going to invite a couple of my friends up. I'm going to invite Adam Seif and Travis Lavender. If you guys want to uh, come up, that'd be great. What we wanted to do is have just a little bit of a conversation. Welcome. It's good to see you. Uh, Adam and I have uh, been friends for a very, very long time. Um, I met Adam. Hey, welcome. I met Adam when I was about 11 years old, and so that's been a while. So we're not going to go into all of that. There's no pictures today, I, although there's a lot that I could show. Um, but I think what I really appreciate uh, about Adam is that he is somebody who lives with honesty. And so he's not somebody that is going to hide from what's true and what's real, um, but he steps in and lives out of this really honest place. And I know that because I've, we've walked through all kinds of seasons. I mean, 11 years old, my goodness. Um, that was not happening then. It wasn't happening for me either. Um, and so it's just a gift to be able to walk uh, with somebody. There's this great line in the movie Cool Runnings that I've been through a whole heap together. And uh, I was just I was thinking about that this morning, and uh, we've just been through a whole heap. And so grateful to have you uh, share uh, with us today. And then Travis uh, is somebody that I met in seminary. And so we all three of us were in seminary together um, at the same time. Bless those professors, my goodness. They survived. And so we had plenty of ping pong battles in between classes. I was thinking about that this week too. And you know, something that I really, really appreciate uh, about Travis, the word I think of when I think of Travis is this word that Jesus used one time to describe people, and it's this word meek. And Jesus says to a whole bunch of people, to a crowd one time, you know who's going to inherit the earth? It's not going to be the powerful people. It's not going to be the people that everybody else looks at as like strong and mighty and having it together. Uh, Jesus says to that group of people, the people who are going to inherit the earth are meek people. And I think the reason that Jesus says that the meek are going to inherit the earth is because the meek people are the ones who are trustworthy. Like the meek people are the people that Jesus can trust with with the earth. Because he doesn't want to just hand the earth just to anybody. He created it out of love and out of a an identity of himself. And so when I think about Travis, he's just somebody who lives that 
out really, really beautifully. And so if you've not gotten to know him, this is your opportunity to do that a little bit today. But real thankful just to be able to sit. What a gift. Oh, you're scooting away. Oh, I see Travis. All right, good. Okay. Um, just thought maybe something happened. So we're good. Okay, we're all right. All right, we're good. Uh, but just a real gift, I think, to, to be church um, with one another today. And so we're going to talk about God with us. But before we talk about God with us, we want to talk about some some Christmas stuff. So just a couple questions that we're going to start with. So first is like favorite Christmas movie. All right, so will you tell us your Elf. favorite? Elf. Come on. Get out of here, right? Okay, what, 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 what for you? What would you say? Oh, yeah, no, I will help you, man. See, now we're good. We got it. Okay, favorite Christmas movie? Uh, Scrooge, actually. Okay. Phil Murray. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Murray. See, I told well, you you were going to love him. Don't you love him Scrooge. even more than you just did? Yeah, love it. Okay, um, how about, like, Christmas song most likely to get stuck in your head? What would you say to that? There's you got to hold it way up yeah, here. Yeah, there's a white Christmas song on Home Alone where they do the dance party. Yes. The I'm familiar. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I get stuck in my head. That was good. Yeah. Okay, how about for you? Christmas song most likely to stuck in your head. I'm going in sync. Uh, yeah. happy, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Completely so. Come on. Come on now. Skate, man. Come on now. Yep. Good. Okay, how about um, grade yourself on your Christmas wrapping ability? Like A to F. So A is like you're awesome at it. F is I don't even touch it. So what would you say? Uh, there's duct tape involved, so I would say <laughs> F probably. <laughs> Talk to me about that duct tape decision. Well, so I'm probably the guy where it's like it doesn't end up lining up in the end. Uh-huh. So I'll just cut a chunk of paper and tape it over the part that doesn't fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody know about red green in here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. We're a generational church here. So yeah. Okay, that fits. All right. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, I could spell wrapping a couple different ways yeah, I first know. off. But uh, just show I'm crafty. I can I can wrap a gift if I need to. Yeah, I'm, I'm crafty. I'm gonna go A on that one. All right, good. Yeah. All right, I love it. Uh, okay, how about um, gingerbread cookies or sugar cookies? Sugar. Okay, you say sugar. All right. What'd you say? Whatever my neighbor Shirley puts on the plate. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm having. That's just like a little wisdom in life. I'm going to ask her. Yeah, if someone named Shirley gives you some food, it's probably awesome. It's good. good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, How about this? How many Christmas sweaters would you guess are in your closet right now? Travis, what would you say? How many do you think? I mean, guys, I'm a fun person, but I own zero Christmas sweaters. Oh, no. Okay, we can fix it. We can fix it. I got six. (laughs) Happy birthday, Jesus. I love it. I love it. Take that okay, up. how about um, what Christmas food or drink would you like to banish from planet Earth? All right. Like, just get it out of here. I don't want to look at it. I want to hear about it. What would you say? I just, I don't even know, Dave. For sure not the Oreo balls that Nathan Reed's mom makes. <laughs> I'm more thinking of what I want to keep than what I want to get rid of. I don't know, a ham. I don't want a ham. That's what you chose? I, I, the rest is all banish, good. Do you know what I'm banish good, is? I'm good with all the rest. 
Wow. Speechless. Okay. Yeah. Travis, help us. Well, so I don't know the name of it, but if it's got cranberries in it, I'm just like, it's like a salad with cranberries in it. Uh -huh. I'm sorry. I can't, You're out. Yeah. can't do it. Okay. Yeah, she, see, I upset someone over there. See, you got that. You're making enemies, Dave. But Hey, man. So you guys like eggnog? Yeah. You like eggnog? Show me my eggnog people just in the house. Yeah, a house divided. Yeah, it's good. That is just one of those things, right? You're either like an eggnog person or you're like, get out, right? That's just sort of how that is. Okay, last one before we jump into the kingdom stuff. Uh, worst Christmas gift you've ever given somebody? Reminder of where you are. So my grandmother is going to watch this later, so just keep that in mind. What did you say? We'll start with Travis. Well, so I'm guessing we're all going to be able to relate to this one this year, but I don't, it wasn't a specific gift, but uh -huh. it was a mistake on the, the ordering of the gift. And so I had to scramble on Christmas Eve to get gifts for my kids because the presents weren't coming in time. Oh, but so I'm guessing, yeah. So, but it ended up being okay. I mean, I think, I think it was okay. Yeah. I mean, they showed up here with you today. I mean, they seem to be well-adjusted, so <laughs> praise the Lord. Okay. Jeez, I, I'm going to take it a different direction here. My, my dad doesn't really, uh, uh, he didn't wrap gifts, so it would just be, there would be stuff, so you'd wake up on Christmas, and there's stuff around, and you didn't know, we, we, I come from 10 kids, you know, so that's a lot of different piles of stuff, so we would just pick piles, like, <laughs> and I think that one's an atom pile, and... I don't know that I would do it that way because it mean, kind of ruins the whole thing when you go, oh, no, that was his pile, and you have her pile. Yeah. That's a pile of a way to do it. Yeah. yeah. That's a brave strategy. Different. Yeah. Different. All right. That's awesome. Okay, so, you know, at Christmas, we kind of come around this idea of, you know, this God who's, God who's with us. And really at Christmas, you know, we kind of stand, you know, in between you know, in my mind, two declarations. So, like, one declaration, one proclamation is that, like, God has come, right? That's kind of one thing that we say, but we say that at the same time saying, like, come, Lord Jesus, right? So, it's not just that God has arrived, he's shown up, he's dwelled here, um, but that we also look forward and hope to the come uh, Lord Jesus. And so, at Christmas, we really celebrate the the arrival of God, and it got me thinking a little bit about, like, uh, airport reunions, right? So if you've ever, like, been in a moment where you're getting off a plane or whatever, and then these people who have not seen each other for a long time are greeting each other, and just the, the joy and the celebration and the exuberance that, that happens in that moment. One time I was coming home from a youth worker convention um, in Dallas, and I uh, flew into the airport and, you know, getting off the plane, and all I just hear is, Grandpa! So I turned around to see who was greeting me, and no, I'm just kidding. But then there was, like, this cute six-year-old-ish girl, pigtails, flowers, a sign, right? All of the things, like, to welcome Grandpa. Just the joy that comes in that. And I think at Christmas, what is so beautiful is that with joy, we welcome this king who actually changes everything, 
changes what we value, changes you know, what makes me me, what makes you you, uh, what we chase in life, what defines us. Uh, and it's just a really beautiful, I think, thing uh, to think about it. So John chapter 1, you know, he says that the Word, speaking of Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us. And so it's not just that, like, Jesus put on flesh, but that, like, he became flesh. He embraced it. Like, he put his arms around flesh, around being a human being and dwelt among us. And we've seen his glory, John goes on to say, glory as of the only Son from the Father, and then full of these two things, full of grace and full of truth. So this Jesus who embraces flesh doesn't just pick one or the other, but he embraces what it is to be grace, all of that, and then embraces what it is to be truth, all of that. And then pretty close to the end of the Bible in Hebrews chapter 1, which is this 13-chapter-long sermon. So if you ever feel like you show up to church and you're like, man, this is taking a while, 13 chapters. That's a whole book of the Bible. It's like one sermon. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, and through whom he also created the world. So God's spoken in a lot of ways, just like you've spoken in a lot of ways. You know, like all kinds of voices, right? Right? You know, I don't know, just think about the week you had. I'm guessing you had some different kinds of voices, maybe just me, but I don't know. I'm just guessing here. Some of you are smiling at me. Some of you are looking at your phone. Uh, but that's sort of us, right? And so God's done that too. Like God's spoken in different kinds of ways at different times. Um, but in these last days, in, in this time, he has spoken to us most powerfully through his son, Jesus, who has come into the world to save and redeem and restore and put back together. Um, so we say at Christmas, we celebrate the arrival of God, but we also say with purpose what has always been true, and that God is here, like he's in the midst of this today. And so Travis, I'm just hoping that you would you know, be willing to just kind of like talk through that a little bit. It's kind of this idea of the incarnation and kind of how we see it um, throughout uh, scripture a little bit. I think that'd be great. Sure. Yeah, so, you know, obviously Christmas time, we're celebrating Emmanuel, like we talked about, um, God coming to earth, dwelling with us. But, you know, as, I, as we think about it, this has always been God's character throughout all of history. He's always wanted to be near us. You know, you can think about even from, you know, the garden, uh, walking in the cool of the day with Adam and Eve. Uh, then, you know, you fast forward to the desert, you know, after... Uh, they're freed from Egypt. God wants a dwelling place, you know. He wants a tabernacle to, to, to live near His people. And then that becomes like the image for the temple when Jerusalem, you know, Solomon builds the temple. God dwells among His people in the temple. But so it's kind of, at least you know, from my perspective, interesting to to think about this new temple. Um, the way it comes to us through Mary, um, through Jesus, and then, you know, fast-forwarding a little bit, but um, eventually in the Holy Spirit, and then, you know, inside of all of us, which is amazing, you know, so, 
just thinking about like, is God here or what does that mean for us now? You know, it's crazy to think about, um, you know, we can all think about people that have touched our lives. You know, we've all got those people. You can probably picture them, but the love that you experienced, you know, the shoulder that you cried on, um, how powerful is it to think about that that was God loving us through them. And, you know, if we look around here today, I mean, we're, we're, he's dwelling in us. <laughs> yeah. We can bring that with us, you know, to our work, to our family, to our, so, I don't know, just a powerful idea about how close he wants to be with us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's like a really beautiful thing to think that it's just not like God is among, is among us. So like he's within me, but he's within you. Right. So even like as you kind of like live life, as you do your stuff, as Monday morning happens, like to living with a pot, I think that's so helpful, like living with a posture that as I'm interacting with you, my recognition is that, yes, he's within me and he's within you. So even if like you are saying something to me that I do not like at the moment, I'm trusting he's within you. And so that maybe there's a gift that God would desire to give me through you because I recognize the movement of the Spirit, the fullness of His grace and truth um, within you. Uh, that's, yeah, that's beautiful. And then kind of the third thing, you know, at Christmas we see a God who didn't just simply imagine what it means to be human. So we see this God who embraces loneliness, who experiences betrayal, who experiences fatigue, um, and I would even say experience is doubt. And I just hope that can like free us up in the church a little bit today. I mean, to think about Jesus as praying something that doesn't get answered in the way that he might have wanted it. I don't know, anybody in the house been in that moment? I'm not going to make you raise your hand. You can raise your heart hand if you want. But praying for something that you didn't ever see. And it just makes me think like when he's in the garden and he's like, Father, if it's possible, anybody have any of those prayers? Like, Father, if it's possible, Father, if it's possible, show up here. Father, if it's possible, like release me from this. Father, if it's possible, like give me freedom here. Father, if it's possible, like, I mean, in, in, Jesus prays that. He's our example for praying that. Father, if it's possible, take this cup from me. I think that's so powerful that he doesn't ask the Father to change the cup, <laughs> to pour something different in the cup. He asks for the removal of the cup. Get it out of here. It's the eggnog in life. Get it out of here. But then the second part of that prayer is like, man, but not my will. But, but yours be done. And so this is, you know, not this God who pretends to be human, but who actually is, which kind of leads us to what I want you to talk about is how the incarnation God with us, his life, his being, his words help normalize mess in the world. So I'd just love for you to talk about that a little bit. I'll bounce off Travis there. Travis, I guess I never thought of incarnation as I, I thought that started later. In, in John, like in Jesus. But the way you said it, that incarnational, God has been incarnational the whole time, you know, in the cool of the day. 
Like, incarnation is like with people, with, you know, God's walking beside, right? And then he's like in the center of the city. And then he wants to be in, the se- in your home. And then it's like that all those things weren't enough to be, but that was incarnational. To be, you know, you've had somebody live with you or somebody that you check on regularly. Um, incarnational is, is walking with, but then that God wants to dwell here on earth in incarnational, in flesh, in, car- you know, like actual human being, want the, to be the infinite, um, but then to just be an infant is mind-blowing. But then to push it, that, that if incarnational for us, what does it look like to put somebody in our heart to, to like God wants to come in. The whole thing is incarnational. That's good. To, the interesting part, though, is that we all have families. <laughs> you have a family. Uh, you have a, a place you work. And I guarantee you uh, there are some people there who rub you different ways. And sometimes uh, presence, like even eggnog's a good example. Some people like it. Some people don't. For some people, somebody, whether it's a pastor or a family member, their very presence could be a very awesome thing for you. And you're like, oh, beat around. But also, somebody's very presence could like could undo things um, for you. And presence is a great thing and a and a bad thing. The mess of life is that we all have that. Um, even coming here today, look at you. You all made it. Um, but for some people, walking in that door right there is. Because there's somebody's presence, a pastor, a person, somebody's presence has to be undone just to get in here. Um, you know, if, if I invited you to a bar, some of you would be like, hey, let's go. Some of you are like, oh, your first impression of someplace or, or where you're willing to go or not willing to go um, says something about you. So when we say God is willing to come here. And then how he interacts in the mess. Uh, think about the smell of Christmas, right? You guys have beautiful smells in your house and presents and things you bake and cooking. The incarnation is, is pretty stinky. It's in a stable, right? It, it has a different smell, but God's willing to, like literally think about the animal feces just in that nativity scene that you didn't put, you didn't put little chocolates around your nativity scene. It existed, it smelled. But for some people, the fact that it smells, like we have real families and this Christmas season, it brings up all, some people, it just makes you uneasy the whole season uh, because family, for some is like, oh my goodness, beautiful families. I, you know, I got a family I'm sitting back there with. It's like for some of us, it's just beautiful to Bartle's family, I'm looking at you too. For some, it's like family is like, oh, Right? It's, it's both. It's presence is a good thing and a bad thing, but the mess, the mess of it, um, that God's willing to step into it. He's willing to step into it. So your family this Christmas season, uh, God's willing to step right in it. He's already in it. And the boundaries you need to set up, whatever it is, he's already in it. He's, he's walking beside, he's in the city, he's in your house, and he wants to uh, dwell in our midst. Wow. Yeah, and I think that, like, that helps, too, like, how we conceive not just of our world, but God's world. Yeah. 
right? That like he's in this like other dimension, he's in this other place, like he's not approachable, he's like way out there somewhere. So like he spun the world into motion and then he like kind of like took his hands off and he's just kind of watching it. Like there's a lot of people I think who grow up in and around church that that's kind of what they're left with. You know, so like when we pray, we like look up to the heavens because that's like where God is. Like when, but when we pray, like what if like we can even change our posture to like look within like what's in our heart, right? Because if we say that like God is here, God's in this, God's in the mess, then that's probably maybe a little bit more an honest way, but it keeps, I think, us disconnected from this God of saying like, hey, he's way out there somewhere. But then in the incarnation, what you're saying is really beautiful, I think, because then it actually makes this unapproachable God, a God that we can know and a God that we can love. So I think that's, I think that's helpful. The hard part is we represent him, you know, like for us, people look at us and, you know, we're modeling Jesus and sometimes that's such a beautiful thing. And sometimes we're help, we're, we're going to give somebody something they're going to need to undo. And I, I get nervous about that. I, I want people to know how approachable God is. Um, and so the light that you bring this holiday season, uh, just you don't need, know the people who need it. You don't know, but we have a God who's willing to jump in right in the middle of the mess of this world and uh, bring the gift that He is. Yeah, that's really good. You know, what I want to, I think, end with is just kind of the simple question. You know, what does God with us actually change? Like, does it actually change anything? Like, I mean, we say it, you know, Emmanuel, and you're like, Emmanuel is spelled two different ways. Well, why is that? You know, sometimes you see it spelled with an E, sometimes you see it spelled with an I. And the reason for that is because there's multiple languages in the Bible, right? And so there's a Greek way and a Hebrew way. So if you ever like on Bible Jeopardy, there you go, you're welcome. Um, but what does it actually in, impact? How, what does it change? You know, so I think that's kind of where I want to end. You know, what does God with us like help us to receive? You know, what would you say, Travis, about that? Like, what does this reality, this truth, the grace of God with us, what's it help us get our arms around? Yeah, so I mean, kind of, you know, piggybacking on what Adam was saying, um, I think even in the simple stuff, it gives those simple things even purpose. Mm. You know, not like you're, you know, perfectly always attuned to giving your friend a listening ear or like um you know just being available because you know you make mistakes and stuff but i just think even very simply um the idea that we're all going to go out and we're all going to be all over the city you know throughout the week and just even uh, taking it down to the simple level of um you know, be a friend to somebody, you know? Um, so that's like a very simple way that I think it changes things. But, you know, on a personal level for me, I've always been drawn to kind of the, you know, just the mission, the way that um, we can have an impact in in things. I've, you know, just seen um, getting involved in your city, getting involved in, you know, those types of things. I've seen a lot of, of examples that way. I, I think um, that's a big, big change. But I think the simple stuff makes it more tangible to me. You know? No, I like that word purpose. 
right? Like how like it, that gives like some purpose. You know, how many of us at times feel like, like, what am I even doing? Like, why am I, like, what is going on today? Like, could we just like start over and do the alarm clock thing again? Because this is, you've been there in life, right? And I think what you're talking about, like the idea of incarnation of God's presence, God being here. It's like, no, like there's a purpose. So even in this, even, even though I may feel that way, like even in this, there's a purpose that God, and then you can cooperate with that purpose or you can fight that purpose. I think that's like, I think that's so helpful. Um, okay, so what, I'm going to give you, you two, well, goodness, we could talk about this stuff forever, but. Oh, we're not going to do that, the, but yeah. Travis, uh, the simple thing, I'll give you a good example and a bad example. A good one, um, there's a lady I hug every, almost every time I come here, and uh, just a simple act of a hug. You don't know if that person got a hug last week, right? Or the week before, or throughout the week. So for me, it's like, it, um, I don't smoke, but it smells like smoke when I hug her, you know? But I, I want to, because I want her to know she's loved. And incarnationally, it's like, if, if Jesus can show up to a birth scene, and, and, right, I can get past something to show love to somebody. And the world is full of things for you to get past to love somebody. Okay, so that's beautiful. Oh, wow, Adam, you, you nailed it. Look at you. I'm gonna give you a bad example. I got, bought some furniture, and this lady was young. Her business savvy was not good. She was not handling the situation right. And I'm starting to get antsy. And I'm turn. sorry if there's a Karen in the room. I am turning into a Karen. I can feel it. I am about to send this lady a note. And I'm like, come on. Like, your, per your service is, come on. You're representing your, I'm about to lay on this lady. And I'm, I'm like, what is happening to me? I'm just trying to get my furniture. And how can you just not put it right there? And I'm, I have every reason to be mad. She goes, oh, I don't even, she's like, I don't even care. Honestly, I just got trying to get, I'm like, you're going to say that to me? And she goes, aren't you that, um, like, aren't you one, of, I, I think I know you. Aren't you like one of those like Christian rapper guys? I think I, I think I came to your youth group a long time ago and just hit me. It's like, oh my gosh. And now she goes, do you think God cares if people smoke marijuana? And it just, the spirit like hit me like a ton of bricks. And I just, oh God, I missed. I sucked so bad at representing you. And, and this girl just, I have no idea what she's going through. And people, you guys, they're just busted. They're busted. And I'm like, what, what's happened to me? May this just remind you to just fill yourself with love. Because people, they don't need a Karen. There's tons of them. They need somebody to care. That's you. You're the incarnate the spirit is in you. Yeah. What is that, Dave? I can't yeah, even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think like this is evident. So we we say, what does the incarnation does it matter? It like informs moments. It pushes into moments, right? 
So it's not just this like hope that we're waiting to embrace someday, but this is hope that we're getting our arms around now here in the moment. So thanks for your honesty and vulnerability. And yeah, you said a mess. You wanted somebody to be a mess up here. What was the question? Sorry. Uh, and then that final part of that, right, is um, because everybody can say me too to what you just said. Yeah. Right. Like. Let's pull out our iCal, right? And let's think about the moments That's that good. we've been in. And we're like, yep, same. The incarnation yeah. is God saying me too. Yeah. Him too. Yeah. Like they spit on him, me too. Yeah. I got to give to these people who don't want it, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. That's good. So the last side of that question is, you know, what does the God with us incarnation, you know, what does it help us reject? Because if it helps us receive some stuff, uh, what does it help us reject or push away uh, away from? What would you say about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess what I think of right away is um, I think we can reject the idea that, you know, there's any place on this earth that we, you know, can't go into, you mm -hmm. know. So, I mean, it's kind of right on what you're saying, but you know, at various times through my journey, like, it it just, if you ever wonder if God wants to go into a situation, we have the answer, you know? Like, we know he wants to go into every situation. So, there's there's no, we can reject the idea that there's any place that he doesn't want to go, you know? So, um, right. Check, he's not afraid of the bar, he's not afraid right, of right. funny smells. Right, yeah. yep. Yeah, so I think it's, you know, it's easy to try to just um, sh shelter or sort of like circle the wagons and let's just um, be comfortable and, you know. Um, but so, yeah, I think that's what we can reject. We can, he wants to go everywhere, anywhere. So. That's yeah, powerful. Like it pushes against being insular, right? Being like self-absorbed and being insular. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome, thanks. Okay, what did you say? Uh, my that? brother got married yesterday, so that's why he's not here, uh, if you're wondering. And uh, I, I think it. Um, he said something. Uh, he goes, he goes, guys, I go to invitation, and that's yours. <laughs> and he said, this is the next part. He said, that's your invitation. That's yours. Ten o'clock. If you ever need a ride, um, I'll get you Starbucks and I'll pick you up. And it's just quit disqualifying people. Invitation, it's our name. Invite people, not just here. Invite them into what God's doing in your life. Noticing people, it's, that's what it does. It doesn't disqualify people. The world's going to disqualify them in a hundred different ways. Quit disqualifying them. Be next to them. <laughs> Invite them to your table. Um, care about, give them a ride. But if you can, if we can put people here, that's what God does. He, he incarnates. If we can put people on our hearts that it's not just a person. This is somebody I love and care about. Who knows um, the impact you'll have. Zach had two people on his bridal party. This is this guy. You want it incarnational. The guy gets it. But uh, his, he just, it's his presence. He, two people on the bridal party, he met at a wedding. Just working sitting down while he's working talking and now they're on his top seven people just by interacting 
Um, Jesus' first miracle, what does he do? Shows up to the party, and he's not the pastor. He's not blessing it. He's just, Jesus is at a party, and wine, like it runs out. Wine's a symbolic picture of grace, and when Jesus shows up to the party, more grace. When you show up to the party, there's more grace for people. More, like they're still invited. They're not disqualified. Um, truth, yeah, but grace too. Grace and truth. You should, like, truth is like, this is the way it is. Grace is like, yeah, but still. It's a mess, but you're still invited. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and in that way, like the incarnation helps us reject the, the sting of death, right? Like tombs. Like, hey, this is over. Yeah. This can't happen. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. Reject shame. Yeah. So this was really fun. This was a kind of a fun way uh, to do this. We'll have to ask them if it was fun for them. It was fun for me. Um, and I all want to pray for us. And then uh, we're going to do something just a little bit uh, different for the closing time. And typically we have the band come up and they and we do one more song uh, kind of as a way to kind of send us kind of a benediction if you grew up in church. Um, kind of closing blessing, uh, but there's this band I really like, uh, and they're called Judah, um, and they have this song called I Am, and so we have a video um, that I just would hope would serve today as the benediction of like, hey, this is the God uh, in whom we have identity. This is the God um, who has redeemed and restored and who wants to do something um, in us and with us uh, and through us. I'll pray and then Chad's going to play that song and then once the song uh, is over and we'll stack the chairs and then the kids are going to have a little Christmas party uh, in here. I'm grateful to be church with you. I'm grateful that God is uh, all over uh, this deal today. Even today just the spirit in in the room is a powerful witness to your openness uh, to him. So God uh, we're grateful today. Thank you so much for joining us on the Invitation Church podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message that you just heard and receive every part of it. Every promise from God, every declaration of his great love for you, every word of hope, every reminder that you have been made for more. Allow what you've heard to take root in your soul to allow Jesus to do the deep work that only he can do. I also want to encourage you to be part of what we are doing here at Invitation as we invite people to live the way of Jesus. Go to the app and become a regular giver, an investor in the story that God is writing in this place. Also, if you found the message meaningful, we'd love to have you share it with someone else as you partner with us in carrying the message beyond the walls of the church. I want to thank you for being here with us. Grace and peace.